Hi, everyone. I'm Mel Butcher. And I'm Michelle Redfern. And we're behind the Lead to Soar podcast. We've got a couple really fun things to share with you. And the first thing we want to share is our colleague, Susan Colantuno. She started a podcast called Be Business Savvy. Be Business Savvy. We highly recommend it. And it's a short form podcast where you hear directly from Susan. It's like having a friendly mentor in your ear. So check her out at BeBusinessSavvy.com. Over to you, Michelle. Thanks, Mel. Well, two exciting things from me, along with Be Business Savvy. Number one, The Leadership Compass. My very first book is due for release on March 26, 2024. You can find out more about The Leadership Compass, what it's all about. Of course, it'll be your ultimate guide if you're an ambitious woman leader. You can find more about that at michelleredfern.com. And hand in hand with the Leadership Compass book is the Leadership Compass boot camps. I'm going to do one boot camp a quarter for 2024 for just six women at a time. And you'll be working through in three weeks. So, yes, it's short, sharp, and high impact. All of the elements from the Leadership Compass and my 40 years of executive experience. So, you'll cover BQ, EQ, and SQ, and you will be positioned to have a career that soars. Again, you can find out about the boot camps at michelleredfern.com, leadtosoar.com, or if you can't find any of that, just drop us a line and we'll point you in the right direction. You're listening to Lead to Soar, bringing women the best career advice and mentorship from around the world. Lead to Soar is a production of a career that soars. Learn more at leadtosoar.com. The Lead to Soar podcast is recorded in many places across the world. In Australia, it's recorded on the lands of the Wadawurrung, Wurundjeri and Boon Wurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to elders past and present for they hold the memories, the traditions, the cultures and the hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples across the nation. We also pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening today. Hey, Michelle, how's it going? Good, Mel. How are you? I'm doing so good. We are talking today about one of my favorite topics. This is something that I've actually done a number of presentations on, and it's mentorship and sponsorship. Let's start with a few words. So mentorship is different than sponsorship. And I hear a couple of words thrown around that I would say are really related to sponsorship. Uh, That's champion Mm -hmm. and advocate. So why don't why don't we start with what's a mentor? What's a sponsor? And then see if we can break down if there's really any differences among these other words. Cool. How would you describe a mentor? Okay, so a mentor, and and, and I'm going to talk about strategic mentoring because that's what we're all about here at Lead to Soar and A Career That Soars. So a strategic mentor is someone who is going to help you meet your career goals and in particular within an organizational context, help you address the gaps that you've identified in terms of your leadership competencies. And if let's talk about leadership. Leadership's using the greatness in you to achieve and sustain extraordinary outcomes by engaging the greatness in others. So as a 
great mentee, as a great protege, you will have entered into this strategic mentoring relationship, understanding exactly why you are partnered up with this mentor and how that mentor's wisdom, skills and experience are going to help you meet the goals that you've identified and or close the gaps that you've identified in order to further your career plan or your career trajectory. So that's kind of a very, very broad definition. That encompasses a lot. I'm it does. Gonna, I'm, I'm <laughs> dissent a little bit. This is not how I typically think about mentorship. You know, I'm coming from the context of engineering where when mentorship comes up in an engineering space, it's almost exclusively referring to technical mentorship, which isn't a bad thing. It isn't, it's an important thing in, in this context, but it's one component of a person's career. Absolutely. We were having a, a bit of a debate about an article recently inside a career that soars where the author had written that women don't need mentors, they need champions. And I'd like to get your thoughts on this, Michelle. What I like to encourage, especially with young professionals, is to, one, let's bust the myth that there's not one mentor for you. Mm-hmm. There will be many mentors that have different strengths that can offer different things to your career. There's not one magic mentor. And these mentors will cover different different topics that could matter to your career progress. So it could be, we could think about it in the context of our leadership definition and divide it among the three different sort of pillars of leadership, right? Mm, 100%. And I guess one of the other myths that, that we've tried to bust in, in our many of our conversations and workshops, Mel, is that a mentor doesn't have to be this lifelong, beautiful symbiotic relationship that you're going to talk about until the day you die the, the day you die now if it is that's that's awesome but that's not necessarily it that is again it's a one-dimensional view of mentoring and for me you know I guess that the work that we do is around saying how can working women advance their careers and reach their full potential and for me a mentor is a mentor is part of the toolkit that is going to w- help women advance their careers and reach their full potential in your context absolutely if I'm a, if I'm an engineer no matter what field if I'm a chemical engineer I need to be really good at my chemical engineer stuff before I can advance to the next level and I need to have a demonstrable track record of achieving and sustaining outcomes based on my technical competence so there's absolutely te- technical mentoring as part of that. And we've talked about it before, but then at a certain point that as that woman progresses in her career and through the career stages, particularly once she starts to lead other chemical engineers, her technical skills become less important because she's actually leading and directing the work of other technical people. So her skills then need to come back to that engaging the greatness in others. So engaging and aligning others towards the organization's goals. So those skill sets start to really come to the fore. So she may need a mentor to say, how do I lead people? And then she progresses and might be a leader of leaders. How do I lead leaders? You know, so how do I have an external, how do I get good with strategy? How do I, how do I start looking at the external environment? How do I create, you know, new business for the organization? How do I become a good business development manager? So, you know, I think there are, there are so many different roles for a mentor to play dependent on the career stage and what the 
woman's aspirations are. Totally. And I really appreciate the sort of myth bust you had there around, you know, a mentor doesn't need to be the bosom buddy that is your best friend for years and years. You know, in my opinion, if I think if I think of that hypothetical scenario where, you know, you have a relationship with another professional that's short and sweet. And in that relationship, you learn a couple of things to add to your tool belt that make you better in your organization or your business, whatever. That's still strategic mentoring, even if it only lasted a couple months. So I think related to to some of the myth busting that we're talking about here, we're also not necessarily talking about a formal mentoring program at a company. Mentors can be very informal. They can be people that you meet through your trade organization that are willing to share a bit of time and knowledge with you, that's still mentorship, even if it hasn't been labeled that out loud. 100%. And, you know, I'm going to contradict myself a little bit now because I I quite often say to people, look, I don't really have, well, I've only been in one formal mentoring program as as a mentee myself in my career, but clearly that's what I do for a job now is create and deliver those mentoring programs. But if I think about the people who have mentored me, there was a woman in my network, Judy Pridmore, who mentored me in year one of me starting my business because I was kind of had a bit of a flounder about six months in going, holy crap, what am I doing here? And And we had a short, sharp engagement, which was literally a a four-hour session in my office and then a couple of phone calls to go, how do I get clear on my strategy? How do I get clear on where I'm going to focus my efforts? How do I get clear? And, you know, kind of stuff that, so Judy mentored me. And it was, it started and it finished. Now we're still friends and what have you, but that particular, I needed to close a gap and she helped me close a gap at that particular time. So yeah, I think myth busting when it comes to mentors is is very, very useful. Okay. Let's switch to the other side now. Would you differentiate among these other three words, sponsor, champion, advocate? Uh, advocate. Is there a differentiation among these? Oh, I think it's a little bit of potato, potato, Mel, from, from my perspective. You know, they're, they're, they're all doing the same thing. There's a really great TED Talk by Carla Harris and, you know, she talks about how to find the person who can help you get ahead at work. And really there's a question in there, who is advocating for you at the table? Now, the table might be the promotion table. It might be the remuneration review table, the bonus table, the performance rating table, the whatever the, the table is, wherever decisions are being made about you and your career advancement, who is there advocating for you? And that, you know, whether it's champion, advocate, sponsor, you know, you can put whatever label you like on it, but who is that person? And that for me is that's the incredibly important piece. Who is that person? That is a a really great talk that you brought up. So Carla Harris's talk, uh, I want to just share with our listeners a quote. So Carla said, this person who is spending their valuable political and social capital on you, this person who is going to pound the table on your behalf, this is a sponsor. 100%. And I love the pound the table because I may or may not have pounded the table on behalf of some people in in my leadership career. And why did I do that? Yes. And and I, I do... It's interesting when when you become exposed to these concepts and the brilliant people, you go, I map it back over. So did I do that well or not so well in my career? And I think some of the things that I wouldn't have been able to describe in those words, what I was doing in my career or what people were doing for me on on my behalf. 
and and that is investing my social and political capital. So I'm putting everything on red for Mel. So I'm all the chips are on Mel here. That's that is a sponsor, and I've been the recipient of sponsors. So people who have said, this is the person for the board. I want you to get Michelle Redfern into the process. I want you to interview her and I am backing her 100%. I have been that person for someone else. I want you to interview this person. She is the person for the job. I guarantee you because I have seen her track record, as you call it, Mel, I have been a recipient of her work product. I guarantee you she is the person for the job. That's That's a sponsor. I'm Mel Butcher, and I want to talk to you about the Ascend Workshop. Ascend is a workshop I created for early career professionals who are ready to take the next steps in their career. The next step could be aiming for a promotion and salary raise, or it could be looking for the next step up in another organization. Together, we'll cover using emotional intelligence in the workplace, getting our communication on point, understanding mentorship and sponsorship and how to get it, and positioning ourselves for the next step. I'd love to see you inside the Ascend Workshop. Learn more under the Courses section inside A Career That Soars. All right, so let's get tactical for our listeners here. So let's talk through maybe a few different career stages or however you want to approach it, Michelle, and talk us through a little bit of For the individual, I'm sitting here evaluating where I am, where I'm trying to get to. How do I discern what I need? If is it a sponsor? Is it a mentor? How do I discern that? And then, what are my next moves? This is a this is the tricky one because I think a a mentor. We're all you know in in business we're largely familiar with the term mentor. So if if a leader had a person come to them and say, "Hey, Mel." I know that you're a leader in this field. You've got this expertise. This is part of my development. I would really like you to mentor me for the next three months because I need to up my skills in what you're expert in. Would you be prepared to do that and spend one hour a month with me? Mel would probably go, yeah, I can do that because I can make, you know, and and so so we're very comfortable with mentors. So I think we're less comfortable and familiar with sponsorship. Honestly, I still struggle with giving advice to women about how do you go about getting a sponsor? Because it's not like you can just rock up to someone and say, hello, would you be my sponsor? Because what the hell am I going to say? I don't know you from a bar of soap. I had I have not seen your track record, your demonstrable track record of achieving and sustaining outcomes for this organization or any other. I don't know who you are as a person. I don't know what your greatness is. I don't know if you can take people. How the hell you can't do that? But then how do you get a sponsor? If I think retrospectively, the people who have been some of my greatest champions have been my ex-bosses. So these are people who have, now there's there's a couple of steps here. So stay with me, dear listeners. The boss, two bosses I'm, I'm thinking of, and I've talked about them before, Steve and Denise. Both of them I had very strong relationships with based on a proven track record. So I was able to get shit done. I was delivering stuff, but I also nurtured my relationship willingly and joyfully with both of them because I thoroughly enjoyed the interpersonal relationship I had with them, but I nurtured it and I and continue to do so uh, with, with one of those people. And I kept in touch when they no, were no longer my boss. And I was 
relatively overt with letting both of them know at the various stages of my career. So one was very early in my career, one was much later and still is um, a part of my life and, and my career, but very overt with here are my ambitions, here are my aspirations. And at some point, I'd like you to be able to help me with that. And I will call on you when when that's here. But however, if you hear of anything. So there's a whole bunch of stuff in there. So number one, who are your ex-bosses that you have maintained a relationship with that can see your, that know about your good work product? They know about your track record. They know that you're a great human that contributes a lot. Are you nurturing that relationship as part of your strategic networking? And how are you keeping those people informed about your current track record and your future aspirations? Because they're the people and, and make it easy for us. So I know, so for example, Mel, I know you, you and I talk every single week. So I'm pretty familiar with where you're at and where you're going. I have a number of other um, people that I, women that I work with who I know where they're at, but I know where they want to go. So it's front of mind for me when I see opportunities or I'm in an environment where someone says, do you know what? And I go, yeah, I do. And here's the person that you need. Or where there's an opportunity to create an opportunity. I think, hang on, this is one for Mel. I'd like us to bring Mel into this conversation because blah, 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 blah. So that it's a very organic process. But if if you want to have actionable insights for listeners, for women listening, who are the people that know your track record? Who are the people that have seen your excellent work product on a consistent basis? And who are the people that you are maintaining a strategic relationship with? Because they are possibly your sponsors. I love it. I think this is a good place to talk about. I'm forgetting the exact phrase, but essentially graceful boasting. Can you tell us about that? Oh, authentic and graceful self-promotion. Yes. 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 (laughs) So the ability, so there's two parts to this. Number one is to be able to talk authentically and gracefully about the outcomes that you've created. And for you to get over perhaps some of that inner dialogue of, I don't like to talk about myself. I don't want to be a you know, a, a show off or anything like that and all that crap that women are socialized not to do. Think about what are the outcomes I've created for the organization? I was the leader of the team that created the XYZ project that delivered a 13% uplift in, in profit for the for the fiscal year. That's authentic and graceful self-promotion. I'm very proud of the fact that three of the women in my team have now been promoted promoted to executive roles. I'm very, very proud that I was able to mentor and coach them to that. That's authentic and graceful self-promotion. Now, you're actually talking about outcomes because those are both outcomes for organizations. So authentic and graceful self-promotion is really important for people to understand what your track record is. Now, this can be verbal. It can be in your LinkedIn profile. Please update your LinkedIn profiles to talk about outcomes that you create, not fluffy stuff anyway. It can be in the conversations that you have with mentors. Now, if you've got a strategic mentor, particularly one that perhaps has gone on for a little bit longer than three or six months, that person may well, and particularly even in the same company, may well have access to your work product or may be able to view your work product or your track record. So, Keep them informed about the stuff that you're doing and the stuff that you're proud of. And I guess the other side of it is authentic and graceful self-promotion is also talking about the outcomes you aspire to create. I want for me, I want to change the sporting industry across the globe to be much more fair and equal for women. And people know that. That that is what leads that leads out from me. So people are willing to sponsor me, mentor me, help me, coach me, give me business because they know what my goals are. 
So that is also a part of it as well. So talk about your track record in the context of the outcomes that you've created. So the value you create, the difference you make, the outcomes you create, and then also talk about your aspirations and your ambitions. My ambitions for the organization is, and my role in that's going to be, how can you help me get there? I appreciate that so much. I would love to see more women doing authentic and graceful self-promotion. So something's just occurred to me, sorry, because I'm thinking about the Carla Harris TED Talk now. Now, if that person is in a room pounding the table on your behalf, they've got to be really clear about that. Well, you know, we haven't really seen Mel in action. Does she really want the promotion? I don't know if she really wants that kind. So and think about the bias that comes into decisions that are made about who gets the promotion, the stretch assignment, the overseas travel, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, Mel doesn't seem that ambitious. Hello, I know Mel. I know what her aspirations are. She is ambitious and she is ambitious for this company. I want you to pay attention to her. So this is where it's really, really important for your strategic mentor and that champion, champion, sponsor, advocate for you to know, for them to know, these are my ambitions. So please be very, very clear about it. Yeah, I appreciate that so much. So the the clarity in the communication that you put out there is very important and it ties back to what I was going to kind of steer into next, which is garnering mentorship and sponsorship. So when you're looking for mentorship, I I feel like it can be a little bit more straightforward because there's knowledge that you need and you can find people who have that knowledge and use your charm. I know you have it. Even if you're grumpy or you think you don't like people, you have the ability to develop the skill of some level of charm within you to meet someone, get to know someone and ask them questions. And one last bit on that, people want to help. People are typically open to helping if they're approached in the right way. So mentorship in in my mind is a little more straightforward. There's resources internally, especially if you're at a large company. If you're at a smaller company, I think my opinion is the best place to look is in membership trade type organizations showing up at their events and meeting people and finding the person that has the knowledge that you need. But sponsorship, like you said, it's a little more chicken and egg, right? It's like our responsibility to develop our capabilities, do the right things at work and do the right things includes the self-promotion piece that comes up when you talk to people internally. It's social media, it's LinkedIn. To garner sponsorship, I think we have to mention that there is a political piece of this. And, you know, author Bonnie Marcus puts this beautifully that politics aren't bad. We have these negative connotations in our mind about politics, but we are all playing politics, even if we believe we're not. A person's choice when they believe they're disengaging from politics, they're really just playing it poorly. They're doing the politics poorly is really what they're doing. And so when it comes to earning sponsorship, I believe part of our responsibility is to be looking around, have our head up, looking around, understanding who is in what positions of power, who has influence, because that is not always associated with titles. And 
coming to understand the people with these different aspects of power and influence in the organization, which relationships we need to develop and work on. So much in there. I'm going to start off with with a quote. Sponsorship, it's not who you know, but who knows you. Now, a woman called Alison Zimmerman, that, that's a quote directly from her, which ties in directly to your strategic network in your organization or in your industry. And we've talked about strategic networking. Your networking is strategic when it's with the right others. The right others are those person, persons, <laughs> people with the power and the influence to help you achieve the business, your business and career goals. So when you're focusing on how to show up, because we don't want you to turn up, we want you to show up. We want you to show up to the right others. We want them to know you, your work product, your track record, your aspirations and your ambitions for yourself and for the organization. So those sponsors, and it is interesting, a little word to sponsors is uh, here as well, because you know, I think I've said this story before. I was at a, a women in technology uh, design thing quite a few years ago when I was still in the, the corporate uh, world. And we were talking about this subject and there was a whole bunch of women in, in a group and there was a whole bunch of us sort of executives who were observing. And the question was asked, so who has a career sponsor? And there was kind of a handful of women who put their hands up, but the vast majority did not. And the the my colleague standing next to me turned to me, he goes, hey, I sponsor her over there and she didn't put her hand up. And I said, does she know? And he said, what do you mean? I said, does she know that you're her sponsor? And he said, oh, that's a really good point. A word to sponsors, tell her that you're advocating on her behalf because that's really good for her. And then you can both get strategic together. And I've got to say, I I have certainly over the course of my career thought, this is a woman I'm going to back and I'm going to back her in and I'm going to advocate. And I haven't necessarily told her. So, you know, a bit of self-reflection there. So a good sponsor tells the the, the, the candidate that, that she's being sponsored. But from, from your perspective as a potential sponsee, you know, potential recipient of sponsorship, you've got to show up. You've got to keep showing up and demonstrating. And I suppose I don't have any advice. I don't have a, this is step one to find a sponsor. This is step two. And this is how you ask because it is quite, we've talked about it's quite an organic process. Now, I'd like to think that we can at an organizational level, and I've had this conversation with a couple of clients to say, how do we start hothousing potential executives with potential recipients of sponsoring so that we can get them exposed to each other. So how do we create some, you know, artificially accelerated environments that can help this? Because I, I just feel like, you know, I'll say it again, women are over-mentored and under-promoted. So, you know, I, I'm, I think mentorship is, is, is good and it's part of the toolkit, but we want more sponsors and we want more promotion. So who are those people with power and influence in your organization that you need to show up to, that you need to be visible to, and that you are demonstrating your work product, you are demonstrating that you're achieving and sustaining extraordinary outcomes for the organization. So a sponsor has influence. A sponsor knows and appreciates your work and a sponsor endorses your work. So those are the people. So that's, that's the, the, I think that's the genesis of the action plan. Who are those people and how do you nurture that? I think an, another good place to turn at this point as you're thinking through this is go back to Susan Colantuno's TED Talk, the career advice you probably didn't get and pay close attention to the examples that she uses in that talk where she's talking about 
the women whom she helped shift how they were presenting their work internally. So part of that is talking about the missing 33% using business, strategic, and financial acumen and demonstrating that because it's it's what will indicate to leaders that you are ready for the next levels, the next uh, higher steps in your career progression. Using the language of power. So the language of power is the language of business outcomes. And when a potential sponsor can see your work product and immediately link it to the strategic and financial outcomes that the organization is aiming for. That's when you start. That, that is, well, that is a very, very good start. And I, yeah, I can't underestimate or understate the importance of using that language of power. Your interpersonal skills, so your personal greatness and engaging the greatness in others, they will be your your differentiators, but you've got to lead in with that language of power, those language of business outcomes. So practical things, Mel, that you know I, I think women can can take advantage of is and we talked about this yesterday in our in our workshop. If I'm wanting to get on the radar, getting my work product, my outcomes, the stuff that I'm doing on the radar of people with power and influence, why wouldn't I do a weekly newsletter, a dashboard, a some kind of communication regularly to the stakeholders who are the recipients of or the contributors to my work product to say, here's what we're doing, here's what you expect, here's the outcomes you can expect in your area, or thank you for your contribution for your team's contribution. Yeah, These are very, very simple ways to start authentically and gracefully self-promoting, including acknowledging contributions that others and other teams have made. So that's just one very basic tip. Another one is be curious and thoughtful when you're in environments in your organization that give you an opportunity to lift your profile. Now, lift your profile is is career advice that's often given to women, which is just useless without some actual stuff to do with it. So a good way to lift your profile. Hey, Mel, you got to lift your profile this year. Great. What do I do about that? I don't know. Update my LinkedIn profile? Yeah, I could do that. When you're at the next town hall and the COO or the CEO is giving the annual report or the business update or or one of those influential stakeholders who could be a career sponsor is there, what are you curious about? How can you ask them a question so that they can demonstrate their work product, but also you're demonstrating that you've got genuine interest in what they're doing and how it contributes to the organizational outcome. How can you ask questions about your customers? What are we doing for customers in the XYZ? How can you ask questions about what's our financial strategy? So there are ways of authentic and graceful self-promotion without having to talk about yourself. What are we doing? What could my role be? What could I do more of, CEO, to help us achieve XYZ? What would you like my team to do? Because I'm happy to lead that. Yeah, there, there are all sorts of different ways of raising your profile, but be very targeted. Who are the right others? Who are those people with the power and the influence who are potentially going to advocate on your behalf? Because they know who you are. They know what you bring. They know what your ambitions are for yourself and for the organization. Okay, listeners, we're going to recap a little bit here. So mentors and sponsors are important to your career. They're both important. And sponsors might also be called champions or advocates. Mentorship is typically about knowledge transfer. 
So mentorship could come from a lot of different places. It could come from a mentor assigned to you in a formal program, or it could be an informal relationship where someone's just sharing time and teaching you. And it's a kind of inherent in that definition that that person is not necessarily senior to you. It could be a peer, could even be someone who's younger. When it comes to sponsorship, it's a little bit trickier to get. It's not something we can just directly ask for. It's something that we have to earn. And it's our responsibility to build the relationships with the right others and to authentically and gracefully self-promote so that we are making our goals and our intentions really clear for where we're headed in our career. Take us home, Michelle. So in summary, that was a great summary, Mel. So how do you find a sponsor? Well, the, the, the short answer is you don't find a sponsor, a sponsor finds you. So as a, as a woman, I want you to be clear about who you are, what you bring and what your ambitions are for you and for your organization. And at every opportunity, don't just turn up, show up, because that's how a sponsor is going to find you. I love it. It's a great place for us to wrap. Don't just turn up. You got to show up. Absolutely. Thanks, Michelle. I'll see you next time. Thanks, Mel. I'm Mel Butcher, and I want to talk to you about Project Best Self. Project Best Self is a goal-setting and habit-formation intensive. Together, we'll get clarity on our goals, set up the systems we need to be successful in those goals, and provide support to one another in our cohort in this intensive. I'd love to see you inside Project Best Self. Come join us. Learn more under the courses section inside A Career That Soars. This has been another episode of Lead to Soar, a production of A Career That Soars. You can reach Michelle Redfern at michelleredfern.com and Mel Butcher at melbutcher.com. Join us inside A Career That Soars at acareerthatsoars.com.